Your views, your news, your Limerick Today with Joe Nash on Live 95. Anne-Marie, our producer, is with me. Good morning to you, Anne-Marie. Good morning. So what experience did you have? I think you brought, was it one of your children along? Yeah, her youngest um, on Friday, yeah. She's eight, so um, the portal opened, I think it was last week or maybe the week before. Anyway, whenever it opened, we registered and got called for the vaccine on Friday. So... um, yeah, it was it was it was fine for us. I mean, in the the build up to it, um, like I was with my own vaccine, getting a bit nervous on the day walking in. We were walking in with her. We chatted through everything with her beforehand, and on the day walking in, um, everybody was friendly. I have to say, the, the person who vaccinated her was lovely. She was young, and straight away I could see that they were behaving in a manner that was more geared towards a child, um, and. You know, we talked her through it and she engaged with her. And what I liked was the characters of certain cartoon characters on the wall. So straight away she saw Paw Patrol and she saw some other characters that I didn't even know myself. So that was us chatting in the queue about that. Um, And then I had warned her because she's the type of child that needs to know what's happening. She's kind of needs to be in control. So I had to tell her beforehand it is a needle and the whole thing and um, not to look if she wanted to not look. She could look at me and if she wanted to look at the needle, she could. I basically gave her the choice with everything um, so she was very calm I thought she might be a little bit more anxious to be honest um, and when she got the injection then she you could see she tensed up and the nurse was saying just relax your body because your muscles need to relax she tensed up again uh, gave her the injection she just let a little yelp out of her and then she says oh that 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 wasn't as bad mammy as when my sister pinches me you know so <laughs> I thought I, I thought that's okay then and she said yeah and I said you can tell your friends that now it's not that bad so apparently she's heading into school today to everyone isn't that bad. And I see in the photo on the front page of uh, the leader that Marguerite who I mentioned um, uh, got um, something to say I got my COVID. Yes she got her stickers afterwards Ah. so she has a sticker on her coat and she's going to wear a sticker to school today and she got a little packet of buttons and a lollipop directly after it and then we had to go out and sit down obviously for the observation period. Obviously they're told to drink lots of water as part of it and you know to give uh, Calpol or whatever uh, in a certain hour's time because I think it was four, five hours time because she may have a headache which she didn't get until the next day and we gave her it that night and we gave her to her the next day um, but for me I think the big thing was prepping her you know we talked about our experiences her older sister had already got it so prepping her was the thing that was key for us there was no surprise on the day and in fact she found it you know pleasurable Right, that's interesting um, so mm-hmm. it, it was about the pre-discussion and I mean if at a certain point she'd said to you as an eight-year-old I don't want to do this, what would your reaction have been? Yeah, well, I I discussed this with my husband in advance as well. She is the type that could turn around right at the moment and go, I don't want it. (laughs) And I said to her, you know, we discussed with her why we were getting it and why all the family were getting it. So I was hoping that if that happened, I'd explain to her, remember the conversation we had and why are you now deciding you don't want it? Is it just you're afraid of the needle? Which obviously it probably would be. So, you know, I was hoping that I would just talk her around at the time. But uh, I think because I had her so well prepped um, and she is the type that would do that because her cousin did that and there was a big meltdown and they had to step back and let her give time for her to come around again. Um, But she didn't. So I, I was quite surprised and happy, to be honest. Is it two dose as well? Yeah, she gets another one in three weeks' time. Yeah. Right. 
Uh, and were there other children in the queue? Yeah, so there were around the same age, a little bit older, but a little bit younger. Um, so yeah, it's the five to eleven, isn't it? Yeah. So you could, I could see a, a variation of that age group. Um, some of them just, you know, they're a bit stunned looking going in, and you can see that you can just see anxiousness in some parents and some kids. They're not a bit; they're skipping in and out. You know, it was very different. But I was trying to not have her looking at other kids. I was, and it, it is a great thing that these characters were on the wall as you go in because she did strike up conversation about that and that's what we kept chatting about as opposed to her observing others. And just one other thing are these entirely children focused uh, vaccination programmes now or were adults going in as well from what you can no, see? No it was just for the one I was in it was it was the adults escorting their children in. Okay. Yeah. The one other thing over the weekend that I was a bit surprised by was uh, the vast difference in analysis and attitude and approach from mm experts and non-experts and people reacting on social media some going so far as to say oh this is looking really good and it looks as though you know we may see a, a largely a lifting of restrictions in the next few weeks other people saying well it's too early to say that yet and talking about hospitalizations and not as many in ICU and we're in one of those periods and we've had them before haven't we over the last two years of, of this kind of flux of analysis mm. going on yeah and I think that's impacting parents on the decisions as well whether to get kids vaccinated or not like and I don't judge anybody and and their opinion and I have to say they are wide and varied they're very different from parent to parent um and that is impacting because I heard some saying oh well maybe we should be leaving it to later in the year when we're going up to Christmas next year because I think a lot of people were stunned to learn that after three months the the efficacy of the vaccine was waning waning after the three months um so therefore that was impacting on children but I suppose for us we went through our our own uh you know medical history we went through her sister's history we went through her own history myself my husband before we got them vaccinated um it was based on that and based on the fact that you know at the end of the day they're going to school and our opinion is they are going to get COVID so you know we've read through all the reliable sources of information they don't know the long-term impact of the vaccine on children which was obviously a drawback and it is is for a lot of people but then they also don't know about the possible impact of long COVID on children which we know does exist in adults they just don't know that in children yet so you know do you want to dabble with the the virus or do you want to dabble with the vaccine and we came to the conclusion we're going with the vaccine um, and, and and that that was just our personal that's how we arrived at the decision and everyone has to make their own decision but it is very different choosing for your child than it is for yourself Okay, so ultimately then afterwards your 8 year old was happy enough with the whole thing Oh yeah, she was, yeah, okay. thankfully Alright, great, well thank you for telling us about that that's our own producer Anne-Marie and her and her daughter's experience on Friday and Irene O'Connor is General Manager of the COVID-19 vaccination centres in the Midwest, which of course includes Limerick and she's on the line now. Good morning to you Irene, how are you doing? Good morning Joe, very well thank you. Thank you for inviting me on. Can I just say Joe, what Anne-Marie has described there is excellent for any parent to listen to. Right, so it gives people a sense of what exactly is happening and the thought process that you need to go through, isn't that right? Exactly and it's great that she explained it so clearly there because that's the experience that most parents would be going through at the moment. Mm. So what's your general advice, Irene, for parents and indeed uh, the kids involved too? To do as Anne-Marie has said there, to sit down and discuss it with 
uh, their partners and analyse what is best for the child and to take the national advice. The national advice is that any children who are vulnerable, who are living with siblings who are vulnerable, are living with adults who are vulnerable, they do strongly recommend that they take it. After that, it's a parent's choice. Uh, and again, it's about a parent deciding what's best, the vaccine and maybe a little bit of the unknown around it, or COVID, which we probably know more about. So it's it's a parental decision based on uh, reliable information because there are so many streams of information out there. It can be very confusing. But go to the HSE website. That is the most reliable source of information. And Irene, tell us a bit about the thought process and then the actions around making the vaccination centres more child-friendly. We've done a lot of work planning for the children. Um, we looked at what we did around the 12 to 16-year-olds and we took it further from there. We have made it as child-friendly as possible, initially by having no adults whatsoever when the children are coming, except for their parents and their guardians. We do not have any clinics uh, which has a combination of adults and children. Secondly, by having the vaccine appointments such that there is no rushing, there are no big queues, people can take their time. And if a child needs to be in a boot with a vaccinator and the parents for up to 30 minutes, that's fine. It the, the, the has been managed such that no children or parents feel under pressure to rush their child through. We've had children who declined, a small number who declined initially, went away and sat down and then decided they'd have it. In particular, one little girl who saw her friend in the queue said she'd go with her friend, went into the booth and had her vaccine at the same time as her friend. So we will do anything to help them, um, make it easier for them, uh, less, less, how could I say, I suppose, traumatic for them. And our vaccinations are excellent. They spend so much time with the children uh, and they take their time with the children. And as Emily said, the language they use, the approach they use, is far more amenable to the child. Without um, uh, in any way uh, disrespecting the child and their knowledge and their ability, because they come with a level of knowledge, you know. They discuss it amongst themselves. They discussed it with their parents. So they have quite a bit of knowledge when they come about the vaccine program. And that's what I was wondering about, you know, that delicate balance there, obviously parental consent being one thing. But if a child doesn't want it, is reluctant about it, is asking further questions, you facilitate all of that, Irene? Most certainly. And if that takes an hour, that's fine. No problem at all. Okay. Every question they'll ask, we will try our best to answer them. And uh, we do. We do have the information to answer them. Uh, with the parental consent and the parental engagement as well. A listener on WhatsApp, uh, 0861239595, just saying, sorry, I missed what age the little girl was getting her vaccine. I'm waiting for my daughter's appointment, eight in, in Amory's daughter's case, eight years uh, of age. Um, and the adult vaccinations, so they are continuing, but they're separate to uh, the children's. Yes, they are continuing. Um, yesterday we had a walking clinic for the 16 to 29 booster doses. Uh, today is all children again, and tomorrow is adults, and it, it's almost every alternative, um, but it's well advertised it's on HSE Live, it's on our own comms, and we continue to promote it because the booster dose is very important, and we have an excellent uptake on the booster dose. Um, we've had nearly 38,000 um, booster doses uh, administered in Limerick today, which is fantastic. Okay, and the vaccinations for children started on Friday and the portal to register was opened last week. Are you getting a sense yet of figures and attendances uh, for children? The figures nationally up to including last Friday was um, 75,000. Uh, we're about 8% of that, uh, which would make about 6,000 for the Midwest. 
um, practically all of those 6,000 um, as of Friday have either been vaccinated or have appointments by the end of this week. We're just looking this morning to see what is the increase in registration in the portal because we will be allocating all of those children appointments before the week is out again. Right. We're talking to Irene O'Connor, General Manager of the Midwest COVID-19 Vaccination Centres. Which vaccine are children getting? The, the vaccine they're getting is what's known as the Pfizer, but it's a specific vaccine um, for children. It's not the Pfizer that we knew that adults got. It's a special combination, a special paediatric Pfizer for 5 to 11-year-olds. And as Amory says, there's a, a three-week gap then, is it between first and second doses? Yes, 21 days. 21 okay. days. Mm-hmm. And again, going back to adults, are walk-in vaccination centres still available? Yes, they are. And they're advertised on the website and they're advertised on the HSE Live. Um, they're gone out to advertise this week. We continue with the walk-ins. We also have SwiftQue. It's where people can actually go into the website, uh, go to book an appointment, and they can actually book an appointment a date, a day and a time that suits them when their specific vaccine is actually available. They will see it on the HSE Live website. And that has been a tremendous success. People have found it much easier to book a date and a time that suits them, in particular now when they're all gone back to work. And among adults, are you still getting significant numbers coming for the booster? And what age groups? We are getting significant numbers, in particular the age group of 16 to 29, because they are the age group that are now eligible to get their boosters. Uh, We're also getting significant numbers of the 40-plus age group, um, partially due to a number of those people who have had been COVID positive and couldn't have got the booster before now. And equally, we're also getting still a significant number of people coming for their first dose, which is great to see the people who might have been reluctant and have now decided they will have it. So it's great to see people actually starting to take the vaccination programme as well. And one other thing, Irene, the reports in the papers today that vaccine centres may become permanent. So something you were thought you thought you were seconded to, you may end up doing on an ongoing basis. Well, I suppose you know one never knows. Um, sometimes, what do they say? Never, never um, waste a good crisis. So maybe it's an opportunity to look at the whole vaccine program across the country and see how it will be rolled out. Because there are lots of vaccine programs, in particular for children. Uh, and so maybe it's one way of looking at it. Um, oh, I see. I see what you mean. Sorry, tomorrow. just to be clear. So you mean beyond the COVID vaccines, other vaccines beyond, that yeah. kids get, especially? Yeah, 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 yeah. So maybe that's what's been looked at. I'm not aware of it. I know that we have to stay where we are for at least six months from a COVID perspective. We have to maintain our services. So you still have Skull Carmel, and then you have the other vaccine centres uh, around the Midwest that you've mentioned to us in the past. Open as well. We have. We're in. Um, the West County in Clare, and we're in the Abbey Court in Nina. Uh, we also go into the hospitals um, where per- people might be inpatients and do their booster dose or do their second dose. And if they're fit enough to have it, we will go in and vaccinate them. Um, we also do uh, quite a number of very unwell children. We've done them in the hospital two weeks ago, and we'll be going back to do them again. These are people, children who have significant health challenges and are best done in a hospital environment. Okay. Okay, Irina, I see the kids are getting the stickers saying I got my COVID-19 vaccine. Are they available for adults if they want them, those stickers? Well, not stickers. We have actually badges available for adults. Oh, very good. So <laughs> they can get the stickers too. We have badges we give out to all the others. <laughs> all right. Okay. We wouldn't, uh, we wouldn't neglect anybody. Okay. Well, listen, have a good week. Thank you very much for talking to us this Monday morning about all of that, particularly 5 to 11-year-olds and the vaccine rollout there. Irene O'Connor, General Manager of uh, the Midwest COVID-19 Vaccination Centres. 
your views, your news, your Limerick Today with Joe Nash on Live 95.